Chapter 4 A Paul Both men stood panting like dogs. The man bent over, coughing violently as black veins began appearing around his neck. They were identical to the veins in Jack's hands and arms. Jack's eyes began to burn as a blood sweat mixture ran into them. The man wiped his mouth while Jack wiped his eyes, which didn't help. Not bad for a child, the man said in a loose foreign accent. His voice was deep and condescending. Not bad for a pig, Jack retorted. A moment of heavy breathing passed, and the eyes of both men shot open wide. Both men stumbled on their words. You speak Dari, the man said. You speak English, Jack said. I don't speak English. You speak Dari. Do not play with me, boy. What are you talking about? That's American English. I would know. I speak it. You are as tall as you are stupid. I spit on you. The man spat on the ground in front of his feet. I know. You already have. That's why I'm mad. Do not talk back to me, boy. I will kill you. Oh, really? Why haven't you then? I've merely been toying with you. It looks like you've been getting your butt handed to you. Jack gestured to the man's beard, which was soaked in crimson blood. You could not hand me my butt. I would hand you your butt. Jack shook his head in mock confusion. You're really not good at this, are you? Good at what? The man took a step forward. Talking smack. You stink at it. You stink. You're talking nonsense. Now come over here so I can kill you. Jack breathed out, letting his shoulders sink. Doesn't have to be this way, you know. May grunted. I wish it weren't. Enough talk. Come, or I will go to you. Either way, you died today. The man began walking toward Jack. One more thing. What's your name? Jack said as he began walking toward the man. A Paul. And you? Jackson. You can call me Jack. I will be calling you dead. Jack sighed. That was pretty good. The man laughed and he picked up speed. Jack began running as well. When they were nearly within punching distance, Apoll sucked in once more, letting loose an explosion of breath much larger than before. Jack was knocked back a few feet, but this time he kept his footing. As Apoll breathed in to blast him again, Jack lunged forward, closing the distance between them in a moment. He smacked Apoll's chin, shutting his mouth before he blasted. He then circled around to Paul, little more than a blur, grabbing him by the hair and chucking him into the wall like a football. More sweat burned his eyes as he began running toward a Paul. Jack focused heat vision right into a Paul's eyes as he stood, but the beam was significantly weaker than it used to be. It barely made him blink. Scratch that idea. Using telekinesis, he pulled a Paul down to his knees and jumped into the air for a massive smash to his head. Before he reached him, Apoll blasted the ground, propelling himself back up to his feet as Jack's punch sank deep into the dirt. The entire Colosseum shook with the impact of the punch, as a cloud of dust formed surrounding the two men. The crowd all stood, craning their necks as the ground below went silent. Then a loud thump sounded inside the dust cloud, and Apoll came flying out, followed by a blur of motion. The blur stopped right behind Apoll punching him in the stomach, mid-air. Apoll lost all momentum 
as his body wrapped around Jack's arm like a bedsheet in the wind. The change of direction was so sudden that there was a pop in a Paul's spine. He dropped to the ground, but was picked up and then thrown back into the dust cloud. Jack sucked in, and a burst of wind exploded from his mouth, identical to the burst Paul created moments ago. All the dust cleared from the air. The power of the wind even caused some of the audience members to fall out of their seats. At this point, he was just showing off. Something changed in Jack. He now had a determination he didn't before. Before, he was fighting a nameless, faceless man from a place he had never been to. Now, he was fighting a Paul. A person, with thoughts, feelings, and personality. For some reason, he had to save this man, even if it meant breaking him to do so. Maybe if he fought flashy enough, if he gave enough of a show, they'd let him spare the life of this man. The logic was a bit twisted, but to Jack, it made sense. Embrace the lesser evil. Beat this man down so that his life would be spared. Trumpets sounded, and the crowd grew quiet. Jack had nearly forgotten about the crowd up until this point. Their constant cheering and heckling had become white noise in his ears. Sometimes we forget to appreciate things until they're gone. The prince in lavish purple clothing was already standing in his balcony. He raised his hands and began shouting, Isn't my new pet wonderful? The crowd cheered and applauded for the prince. Did he just call me his pet? That's going to get annoying real fast, Jack thought. What a show! And here I thought it didn't get any better than a Paul. Jack studied the man. He stood next to a bored-looking woman, wearing black, whose clothing covered nearly everything but her head. She must have been burning up. Jack was barely clothed and still sweating buckets. Granted, he had been duking it out with another man for the past fifteen minutes. But still, wearing clothing from head to toe must have been unbelievably uncomfortable. The prince, however, looked very comfortable. Servants in white clothing fanned him with massive tree branches. His brown hair flowed in the breeze. But there was something different about his hair. Not different. Missing. He had a gap in his hair that looped around the top of his head. It looked as though he was losing his hair, but not all the way. Only some of his hair had fallen out. It looked downright goofy. I bet he gets teased behind his back, Jack thought. His father's hair was completely normal, aside from the gray. The warlord looked to be the exact opposite of the prince. The scars on his face gave a weathered look, hardened in combat. His presence exuded authority. He was the only one in the entire arena not standing to his feet. He simply stared at Jack with his intimidating dark eyes. A wonderful display indeed. Can you tell that I bought him at a high price? He was the most expensive in my recent herd of cattle. Indistinct oohs and ahs came from the crowd as they just studied Jack with renewed interest. And that's annoying. Cattle? Really? The prince leaned forward, locking eyes with Jack. Well done, he said nearly too soft for Jack to hear. Then he repeated himself, cupping his hands over his mouth, saying the exact same words twice as slowly. Jack knew exactly what the prince was doing. The prince didn't know Jack could understand him, 
and assumed that if he talked more slowly, he would somehow get the message. He raised his hands, and the trumpet sounded once more. Let's finish this, shall we, Layek? Tell my pet that he must kill the man. Tell him that he will be granted his freedom if he does it slowly. A wicked smile spread across his face as the translator gave a slight bow and jumped into the pit. He rounded on Jack and gave a cocky smirk. Slave, you have done well and have impressed Great Prince Mahal. He has instructed me to tell you to kill the man. Do it slowly, and you will be granted your freedom. He unsheathed the white-hilted sword from his belt and handed it to Jack. Your prince will give up his new pet so willingly. Leek's eyes grew wide when he heard this. What did you say? he said, almost in a hoarse whisper. You heard me. He bought me at a high price. Is he willing to just throw money away like that? Leek looked speechless. How did you... I don't know, but I understood everything. He's not actually going to grant me my freedom. Leek was clearly searching for the words to say. Now is the time. Jack saw his chance slipping away. He flipped the knife over in his hand and grabbed Leek in a headlock. He put the blade to his neck and waited for the prince's response. It wasn't exactly what he had expected. He expected to gain some leverage over the prince now that his translator was in danger. Instead, he got laughter. First from the prince, then from the whole crowd. Leek began breathing heavily and looked devastated. The prince raised his hand and the crowd stopped laughing. Look at him! Is this an escape attempt? Didn't you learn from the last one, slave? Go ahead. Kill him. Makes no difference to me. This sick, twisted man won't even stop to save his own people. Jack realized he was going for the wrong target. Clearly, Layek wasn't valuable to anyone in this coliseum. Jack threw him aside, wound up his arm, and launched the sword directly at the prince. Jack watched it fly in slow motion, making sure nothing came back in his direction. He was hyper-focused in that moment. Some of his speed returned to him as he stood there. As the blade reached the prince, Jack became instantly glad he was so focused. In the brief moments before the blade reached the prince, four bodies dropped around the warlord. They had lost all color as they flopped to the floor. Jack watched the warlord walk up briskly and catch the blade mid-air, inches from his son. He threw the blade back twice as fast. As soon as Jack caught it, he wished he hadn't. The distraction allowed the warlord to close the distance between them without Jack even noticing. Time was still slowed around Jack, but the warlord moved with unbelievable speed. He was too fast for Jack, even when he was hyper-focused. The warlord grabbed Jack's neck with one hand, slamming him on the ground. This man used more force than anyone Jack had ever fought before, including Odon, the assassin from the museum. This was now the second Titan Jack had encountered as an adult. Neither experience has been desirable to say the least. Jack watched the rage and hate in the warlord's eyes as he struggled to free himself from his grip. No amount of kicking or straining was enough to make him let go. 
Jack's vision began swimming, and he saw dots in the air. He tried his heat vision once more, one last desperate attempt to free himself from the warlord's grip around his neck. But the warlord covered his eyes with his hands. Now all he could see was darkness. Why fight it? <laughs>